IPL Radio, on Keeping Up with Ali and Jack, Saturday morning, well, Saturday morning in Australia, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever is listening around the world at the moment, hello to all our American <laughs> listeners, and others, other countries, don't have time to list them all, I don't have time, I don't have time, because I have a guest in the studio this morning, uh, Kyle Siriades? Spiridis. 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 That's right. It's, it's okay. a tricky one. It's a tricky one. No, no, no stress. No stress, mate. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I suppose we'll just call you Kyle. Unless you yes. like your full name said all the time. Every moment. <laughs> no, no, no. Just Kyle's fine. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so, welcome, Kyle. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You are um, a polymath. Can we say that? Okay, yeah, sure. If you if you want to explain it further for my uh, my simple mind over here. Excellent, right. Well, what I mean is you've got a lot of hands in a lot of pies, um, and all these pies that you've baked yourself, you are quite the self-made guy. You, you, you're all over the place. You have so many things going on. I don't think you could count them on both hands. Yeah. And, and it seems like it's been quite a rocket ship of a ride. You, you uh, have written a book. Yep, and it describes your the development of your personal philosophy. I think is that what yes. fair to say? Yep, yep. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so I mean, it was it, it became personal to me through my life, but it was it was basically a philosophy that I was a custodian of. It was my grandfather who um, shared those simple words on one sunny summer's day uh, in his lounge room. The sun was kissing the side of his face, and he just had this big grin on his face, this big boyish smile, and he just said decide your destiny and I said what I was 18 at the time we weren't talking about anything we we're just sitting in the lounge room I said what are you saying Clive he said decide your destiny I said what, what, do you, what do you mean he said make sure whatever you do in your life that you decide your destiny and at 18 that went in one ear and went out the other sure and then um you know and then uh, two months later I found myself uh in an induced coma uh you know like nearly dying and, and all what these different you do <laughs> mate i just tried to live <laughs> um no i had a uh, i had like a, a bug that um kind of uh yeah was was taken out like a major organ in my body so i had Yikes. this kind of this i got sick over the course of a week and then uh, then i eventually found myself in that sort of situation and so um that kind of philosophy or that that message didn't really ring back into my ears until like many nearly a decade later and then when it started to ring back into my ears I started to develop it more and work out you know like what it meant and and, and how you can decide your destiny and that's where like the, the daily videos you know in 2021 came out and and all those sorts of things and the, and the books everything kind of grew out of that so you know, which is which is different from the photography career that I've had for six years. You know, so right, yeah, you've started your own business. It's soul gazing photography, is that yes, right? Yes, yeah. And again, you've not narrowed yourself in the field that you want to to work within. You do corporate stuff, and you do weddings, and I I gather that you do your own little personal projects. You've got some passion projects as well as uh, documenting. You've you've travelled uh, yes. a fair way around the place. Yeah, so. Taking notes on that as well. Do you think you'll ever find uh, just a, a special niche that you want to fill, or do you, or do you want to spread yourself out as far as possible to reach people? What is the goal? Yeah, look, the goal is to reach people. So, in saying that, you know, like you know, niche and narrow down is is is, is you know. Dirty words. Yeah, the, right. yeah. Well, the, the, you know, these are kind of like taboo, or they're, you know, they're, they're in words, um, you know, of current times. I, I probably 
did narrow my focus about five years ago on business and whilst I was doing weddings whilst I was doing all sorts it was really focusing on business but business photography for websites for branding and also because I was running my own business I was really interested in business owners and their story and how they developed it and how they came about it and their their struggles their ups and downs and how they've you know succeeded and and you know what they've learned along the way so I just found work with business owners really inspired me and it was really a space that I enjoyed to be in um, but then again, that's an umbrella. So you know, when people want to niche down, <clears throat> look, it works for some people. If you're trying to market, you know, you want to, I guess, have a target market. Who, who, you know, who are the people that we're gonna, you know, if um, yeah, you kind of if you want to bring the budget down of your of your marketing and advertising sure. efforts. Yeah, you got to find your demo and uh, and work yeah. to like play to it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. Um, <laughs> yeah, you you're gonna find yourself lost among a sea of competitors, uh, all doing something maybe a, a little more. Well, th- the focus, yeah, uh, can bring more success. So, yeah. have you found your audience? Yeah. So, you know, and, and it, it's an int- a great topic that you're bringing up because it's it's something that I kind of go back and forth. You know, like the the, the professional word is find your niche, find your target, find your find your group. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I do subscribe to to that, and I do want to communicate to people that you know, if it's in terms of business, photog- you know, business photography, people that have businesses, people that have been running their business for a few years, and they need to update their photographs, you know, things like that. So yeah, it does become a niche. Um, but I think it's just for me, it's it's about promoting the value that I focus on. So for photography, I focus on capturing the heart and soul. So I'm focused on how can I capture this person's story, who they are, who their essence is, you know, rather than just getting them in front of a white wall, splash some light on them, yeah. you know, see you later, Bob's your uncle, you know. But there's a skill to it. Yeah. Definitely it is. Um, but uh, it stops being at some point artistic and and becomes bread and butter work, which everybody needs. And you need that bread and butter, but you want to instill your day-to-day business photography with a little heart that backs up what you've been working towards with the other avenues uh with your your podcast which we'll talk about in a second i feel like you've created kind of a positive feedback loop <laughs> you know like your work has inspired your photography the photography inspires yeah. uh, what you want to do and how you want to reach people and then that inspires the other aspects that you're working on in the background goodness knows how you find the time for all of these things you must have an incredible time management plan and that's funny to me because you've talked about both uh business principles and obviously you know uh, a way of managing your personal life and uh, professional life um and yet you marry it with a holistic approach to living mm. and exploring a deeper spiritual connection yep. with how you progress. Uh, it's a strange marriage. How, how do you manage to keep both things alive? Yeah, so, so uh, you know, <laughs> I, I had a podcast, um, a person had a podcast recently and they, they were looking at interviewing me and they're like, oh, you're like, you've got an interesting feel about you, like a spiritual business owner or, or like a spiritual, right. like, you know, like this sort of mix and, and people, you know, have found it hard to put a finger on me, and I think I probably had found it hard to put a finger on myself. You know, I'm just this thing that's showing up, um, and you know, I think for me, I, you know, I had a lot of experiences when I was, uh, you know, really young. You know, near death experiences. I had multiple near death experiences. I had things, you know, kind of or how I thought life was 
to be ripped out and of of my life. So I did. I had a very, um, you know, you say like I'm, I'm blasting off in in all areas, or I'm really like going for it. Uh, my life was like that at a very young age, you know. So it was very much a roller coaster, and it was shooting off in all areas. But I'm not wanting to do a roller coaster anymore. I'm wanting to to ascend in in the directions that I think that are important. And for me, <clears throat> you know, I might seem like I'm doing lots of things, but as long as it comes back to heart and soul essence you know with the decide your destiny book with that movement and with the photography i'm trying to act extract the humanity in people you know and it's the same thing when i've got someone in front of me i'm trying to extract the humanity in them in that book i'm prompting the person i'm you know it's provocative i'm trying to get them to put to pull out their true essence and i feel like we can connect at a lot deeper level <clears throat> and a lot better level if we're focusing on that and you know in terms of time management i don't spend a lot of time uh, criticizing, judging, um, you know, reading who hates who and who dislikes who and who's the worst who. You know, I don't spend a lot of time on those sorts of things. So I'm yeah, really scrolling is a time sink. It, it is ignore a certain yeah. amount of it, don't you? And it's hard, like uh, you know, the, the way those algorithms work. Like you just you, you look next minute, yeah, yeah, you're down. You know, forty scrolls. But um, yeah, I think for me, it. You know, I learned early on. You know, and I had a chance also to hold my grandfather's hand as he passed away. So I, so I, so I, I guess I got to see, you know, the other side in a way. You know, I got to yeah. see what what the end of the line looks like. The transition. Transition, yeah. yeah. And so, um, a lot of that fear that comes from that, a lot of that concern and worry, um, I guess, was washed away. And really focusing on the fact that if I am a spiritual being, you know, and and I am some, you know, I've got a soul within me, then that can't be defeated, you know, that's going to show up and that's going to continue on. And what character I develop in my heart, in the things that I do, in what I bring forth on this planet at this time of my existence is so important to that soul. And then looking after that soul is the most important thing going forward. So if I restrict that soul by going, oh, I'm only a human being, I've only got so many hours, I've only got so much energy, I've only got so much of this, so much of that. If I go, wait, no, I'm a spiritual being, you know, nothing can happen to me. Like I, I, I've got to go for it. You know, I've got to go for it with all, all my heart and soul. Um, that then I'm paying respect to that soul. So that's my, my belief. And I guess it is different from the spiritual sort of, you know, go for a walk, sit on a rock, take, take, take in nature. <laughs> take time, yeah. And I've done all of that stuff, you know, and I've gone into all of that. Um, but one thing that always continued to bug me or or irritate me, whether it was um on whatever side of i guess you know your spiritual development or humanity was it was always like okay what are we doing you know like what are we doing to help other people like what are we like you know where's the action what are we kind of this is great great i love what you're doing okay how are we going to teach that to people you know so well that's exactly right i mean you've had uh experiences that have well i don't want to use the word rocket again but they have propelled you they they've sort of forced you to face things at an early age you've come of age probably very quickly, and this uh, maturity that you just ooze, you know, you've got a sense of uh, calm about you like someone who is older and wiser than you really have a, any right to be. Um, so I would say, the would you agree that adversity breeds greatness? Yes. Right, so yeah. you've faced that. How do you then propose to teach people who haven't faced those same things as you say like when you were 18 those wise words of your grandfather they kind of went in one ear and out the other because you couldn't relate yep. to them you couldn't connect to them um how have you approached the struggle to teach those who haven't yet experienced things 
Yeah, so definitely. So there's going to be times where life challenges you and there's going to be times where you have to challenge yourself, you know, and I, I guess that's the difference because whether or not you challenge yourself, life will challenge you at some point. So it's kind of like, you know, getting yourself fit, getting yourself ready, get, getting yourself prepared for markets to change, for econ- economics to change, for different things in the world to change. So if you're going to be mature, if you're going to really, if you do say that you love your family, your friends, you know, you love your community, then you've got to kind of be a step ahead, you know, so you've got to be prepared. And so in terms of that, if you, if, you know, you didn't have those things of adversity um, that I guess challenge you and, and everyone's had it at different levels, um, it's really just looking at the lesson. So always looking at the lesson. So if, it, if, if you've had moments of adversity, what lessons can I gain from it? Mm-hmm. If not, okay, what areas in my life do I need to kind of challenge myself? Do I need to do like a month-long you know, challenge where I've got this target that I want to try and hit? And if I hit this target, I get this reward. If I don't hit this target, then I kind of have to reevaluate. You know? but, but ways to put yourself out of your comfort zone um, and which is very hard. You know, we live in like the most comfortable time so of our comfy. lives. Oh, yeah. it's, it's so super take comfy. Take a look at uh, just it's what one you, big beanbag. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. What you get to do in a day, yeah. um, and get to not do. Yeah. Uh, is this something that you've picked up um, from travels around the place? You know, being exposed yep. to other cultures, and you sort of realize just how privileged yeah. you are, and, and yep. taking stock of all that when. When did you first realize that you were comfortable? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, uh, traveling those other countries, but I was born in Johannesburg, so going back to South Africa, you see things like townships, you see, you know, going to Brazil, you see the um, favelas, you see these different, you know, different ways people live and what they have to sustain and what they have to kind of take care of. The other thing is also going back in, you know, so going around the world and seeing how other people live and then also going back in time. So, you know, my grandparents and being able to go through their mind and go through what they dealt with and what they had to go through and how life was for them and then seeing i guess wow life wasn't necessarily comfortable but they had such a strong sense of community and i think that's something really passionate about especially at this time especially (laughs) around election time especially around current time in Mm -hmm. wa there's you know and through the last few years i feel like community has been something that's so fractured um has become so fractured what do you think has caused that is it just a natural progression? Is it because of the larger world events and then we are so overexposed to... Information. Oh, yeah. yeah, and all the terrible things that are going on. About it. it affects us. You know, the epidemic levels of anxiety, yeah. which is having a, a huge effect on all of us, but this disconnect from community, you'd think on the one hand, uh, everyone knowing that everyone is suffering might draw us together mm. in- instinctively. Yeah. And yeah, you've noticed the opposite happening yeah i mean i think i think one of the biggest things is probably like they had places to go so my, my grandparents would you know you'd go to the church or, or you'd all go over to someone's house or you all go, you know you went to these places yeah. and you met people face to face and you had that social interaction you're able to kind of where do i go with all my thoughts where do i go with all my worries where do i go with all my concerns you know nowadays I go into my apartment, I'm all alone, I sit on my computer, I sit on my phone, I scroll, I scroll, I scroll, I watch, I watch, I watch, and you kind of just get into this this loop, you know, and so I think that's where it is. It's like, and stuff like what, you know, you guys are doing like radio station, all that sort of stuff, community stuff, you've, you've community, you're bringing people together, you know, and out. out. That's the plan. That's, yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're you're doing a great job, do. mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So reaching people face to face, you obviously feel is a lot more effective. Um, now you've you've managed, you've done the first bit. You know, you've managed to get all your thoughts down in one place. Um, and so you're expanding on that. You're doing the daily videos, which is a challenge you've set yourself. You've recently given yourself the challenge of uploading to Snapchat. You're trying to get on board with that. Yeah. I applaud your bravery. I haven't <laughs> yet made the leap. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. struggling with an Insta thing. Uh, you know, it's it's flailing, but hopefully I'll take away some a bit of, you know, oomph from, <laughs> yeah. from your good self and, and get behind that. Um, do you plan on maybe, you know... It, doubling down on the face-to-face interaction, do you think that would be more effective in spreading a thing? Uh, what I'm asking is, are you going to do a TED Talk? <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I'd love to do something like that. I've got, I've actually got some friends, you know, in terms of TED Talk Perth and, and, and different sort of people that have, have mentioned it. I think I'd have to work, um, you know, carve out a good keynote. So anything that I'd, I'd want to do, I'd have to really do it well. Um, yeah, I think, you know, any sort of events where you can communicate with people in person and you can... I mean, the great thing about TED Talk is you've got your ideas really fleshed out. You know, it's really kind of, it's quite focused on a few topics, you know, um, and it's focused on your strong points. Um, and that's really where the greatness comes out because look at that whole thing, look at that whole organisation, you know. Um, what it's set up to is that it's a community of people coming together to hear from someone who's worked in this field and what their information is and what their perspective is. There's already a motivation from those people, they've already chosen to come to that venue yeah. to listen to that person because yeah. they're already willing to take something away from it. Yes. Whereas, uh, I guess, with something like a book or a podcast, you're really reaching out to try and coax mm. someone else to listen who maybe not is willing, which ironically is the person that probably needs it the most. And uh, <laughs> It's a tricky, tricky job to be a good force in the world, a force for good. Mm. Um, it's a noisy world. Yeah, it certainly is. But um, And in today's day, negative travels a lot faster and at mm. such a huge oh, yeah. like velocity. You know, The comment yeah. section. Yeah. Right? That, yeah, everywhere. Um, on voice, I wanted to understand what, your, what did your grandfather do? Yeah, so he was an um, architect. Uh, he, I mean, he's got a great story, uh, and he shows up in the book, um, you know, quite a bit. And so he, um, he <laughs> dropped out of school at an early age. You know, he was told um, teachers told him that he wouldn't amount to anything. You know, he was an idiot. You know, all that sort of stuff. And so he um, had to go around it the hard way. But he knew he wanted to be an architect, and so he became an architect. Uh, had a business. Um, I think he famously designed, I think it might have been a toilet or, or a small building um, where the Sydney Opera House was. You know, so he's like, can you imagine they took down my, my oh, little thing? No. So when he was very early on in his career, he designed something there. But he, um, yeah, he had his own business. He became like a professor, all those sorts of things. But he's just so rich from stories. So he went out and, I mean, he's very much... He, mentioned those words decide your destiny but he actually went out and did that you know so he lived in Oatley and that's where everyone lived and but he wanted to go further south in Sydney he wanted to go to Cronulla and like no one went to Cronulla there was no sewage line to Cronulla back then you know it was, it was just like crazy for him to do it and he's like no nah, this is where I'm going to go build my house this is what I'm going to go do this is you know how I'm going to go and and achieve it so he was very much um he did it his way 
you know. Uh, and I, I remember asking him one day. I said, asked him about you know architecture that he liked it, you know, blah, blah. And he said, Oh, Kyle, I haven't worked a day in my life. And I went, What? And he said, Yeah, I haven't worked a day. Because he, he loved it. Because he loved it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that was seeing someone. I've never seen. I've never met someone as happy as him. And you know, uh, right up until he passed away, you know, like making jokes. Like I was just like, just, just incredible. So. I think that's probably one of the big things um, why it's important to do radio podcasts to get out there and video because if you're showing an example of what someone can be, so he was showing just by being himself, hey, you can be happy all the way up onto your, de- your deathbed um, as you're wasting away. It's like, wow, that's ridiculous. I never would have thought that you could you could be like that. But well, no, if what you can-, you can reflect on having done in your life as positive without regret, I think you, you mentioned regret a fair bit in your little manifesto on the website for your photography business. Um, And if you are able to reflect on your life with nothing but positive attitude, then by you, you're the happiest you'll ever be on your deathbed, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and looking back and leaving, seeing the legacy that you leave behind and those loved ones, you know, like yourself, you know, looking at that, looking at you, uh, and holding your hand and saying goodbye, he must have known what you would become. He must have, you know, being such a big influence on you, right? I mean, he was obviously a huge influence on you. Um, Would you say your grandmother as well, obviously? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So both of them, um, I mean, at the age of 14, they they raised me, you know, so so they, they were like, basically like my parents and they were like the most uh, consistent parents, you know, um, they were the most consistent people who showed up for me in my life. Um, and they, you know, my grandmother, um, you know, like they both of them really, really helped me out a lot. Um, and, you know, and they're both equally just, just incredible people that I could go and talk to and community. And I think that's coming back to, um, you know, why society is so fractured. I mean, I had an opportunity that every morning I could go in go into their room, talk to them. You know, they'd be in their gowns. I could, I could talk to them about anything. I could tell them some of the problems that are going on in my head, some of the relationships, some of the issues, so all these sorts of things. But I could go and just communicate and they wouldn't necessarily say, yep, you got to take these three tablets. you got to be on this. You know, right. you need to do this. You need to do that. No, you should be doing life like that. You know, they didn't come and just... Fix. Yeah, like just impact. Yeah. They were just listening and allowing me to solve it myself through the communication um, and it's been interesting now taking that on to, into other relationships in my life I have had to work out oh okay that's something I do I communicate through things but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'll action certain things I just like to kind of talk them through and that's because I've had grandparents that kind of raised me where other people would have had parents which you know you have more of a disciplinary sort of um, setup. so um, well that's interesting you know you've uh, clearly gleaned wisdom from these uh, <laughs> wonderful sounding people but you have also somehow developed discipline yeah where did that come from was that just from within uh, or did you also learn discipline from them <laughs> uh, I, I think I learned I, I think I learned discipline probably through them through observation I mean my grandfather he, his biggest thing was observation you know he was always observing the environment I think that's probably why he lived so happy because he was he was very self-aware. He was observing himself. He was observing the environment, kind of like you know, his soul would go up into the roof, and he'd be able to observe everything, you know, and be aware and attuned to his environment, you know, not 
rushing into the house full with like anxiety thoughts or like oh, I've got to do oh, rushing in and out he was very present you know with what he was doing but um, for me probably that discipline uh, it's interesting I've never thought of answering it like this but it probably showed up when I was in hospital because I had that went through that induced coma but then I had a six week period you know um, at 18 that I was in hospital and my um, my my stepfather uh came over from Ireland and he got me on this alkaline diet, you know, and this kind of salad alkaline diet just to change the um, ecosystem, you know, ch- change the yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah to d- and to basically drive the bug out by starving it from any sustenance. And so that was very intense straight away, you know, like into hospital and then I've got to be on this program and there was multiple different things in that program, but every day I was getting up and fighting for my life. I'm picturing something like a, a cocoon metamorphosis sort of process. You know, something very stressful on multiple fronts and you are confined and yet forced to, through that, you know, you transform and you come out the, the other end, a butterfly, yeah. right? Yeah. Did it feel like that? Uh, I mean, that's a lovely movie trailer. Like, that's a lovely, like, <laughs> you know, like a little snippet. But, you know, it, ta- it like, you Maybe know. not that clean not that clean cut no. but 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 it it I think there were things that that I learned and then when I went back to my friends and then they were still partying and drinking or when I went to this environment I just kind of didn't align with those sorts of things anymore because I developed this strong discipline and strong caretaking of my of the physical body that my spirit embodies did you find it difficult to I mean your instinct might have been to then bring those people on board, you think I, I I can see a better way of living. I can see that they're going to maybe regret some of these things, or it's not helping them right now. It, it's living for the moment, yes, but it's also instant gratification, which in the long run, no. So, was your instinct to try and drag your friends up to where you were, to where you were? Uh, so yeah, I had I, I I actually that was my instinct, and then you know I, I mean it's a fast way to lose friends um, yeah. in, in another setting. But I think one of the greatest ways is to lead by example, and then them come to you and go, "Hey, what are you doing differently? You know, or how do you seem to be? You know, you try these three things and they seem to succeed. Like, you know, can you show me how that works? You yeah, know? a bit more hands off. You can't control people, and I think that's what you're saying. Uh, where where that you got from your grandfather, they would just listen. Yeah. They wouldn't try and control your no. life. No. And yeah, so lead by And example. it seems to work because we, we're, we're curious beings and we kind of like go, oh, you've got a key for that door of life. You know, like, you know, how did you find that key? Because I've been looking with my torch over here. I haven't been able to find that key. You know, and so you kind of, you, you observe, you know, and I think it's probably one of the best, for listeners, it's one of the best ways to learn, you know, because you can get caught up in the whole motion of life um, or you can kind of pull back a little bit and observe, oh, geez, these three people are saying this, but then when they go home, they really do that, or they're not really their word, or, or oh, these these people are showing me this direction, and you know, maybe I should try to be more like them. So, um, and there's going to be times, like, you know, you're not, like, we're, as we're growing, we might have to embody a bit of, you know, I had to embody my grandparents and, and them and their way of being, and kind of, you kind of, like like I say, you, you kind of... Um, you know, modulate or you or you, you change yourself into that sort of kind of person just to kind of get you through to a certain stage you know until you're kind of working out who you are so don't be afraid of the fact that you're changing and you're constantly changing and you might your, your frame of thinking and um you know even your mannerisms change you know 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's interesting. Your personality is always uh, growing. You, you're not the same person that you were five years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you miss anything about the person you used to be? Do you see yourself as maybe two different people? What there was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes, uh, I mean, this might be a bit of a weird thing to 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 reveal or confess, but sometimes I'll feel between days i'll feel like to like like i'll feel like oh my gosh so much has changed in this day compared to that day maybe like generally it's like if i've done a lot of training or like education or i've like you know like read like a big chunk of a book like whatever i've done in that day like i've done a lot of transformation or work and i'll feel like god it doesn't my life does not feel day to day it feels like these two days are like on separate timelines like they just seem so far away so um, yeah, that whole changing thing. I mean, yeah, I th my, my grandfather had a great line. He said, don't kill the inner child, keep that inner child alive. And I yeah. think that's something we've got to be aware of, you know, as we go, because we can go real hard into personal growth and development and transformation or whatever, you know, we might pick up martial arts or this or that. And as we're going along, we get so serious about it, which is really helpful, but you've got to kind of have fun along the way. You know, even if you've got five different businesses that are, you got to enjoy that, you know, have fun. You know, you make a call, didn't go so well, you have a laugh. You know, you kind of like, you obviously you take seriously your targets and where you want to go and what you want to achieve, but you've got to have that sort of joyful, I guess, inner, like boyish sort of, uh, you know, nature that, that I think uh, is that inner child, you know. Yeah, and maybe one of the keys to that is that observing of exactly the reality of something not how it necessarily makes you feel in the moment but like this bad call that you might have you, yeah. you hang up and think okay well what's really happened yeah it's okay negative experience all negative feelings and experiences they can inform us if we let yep. them right and yes. we can grow from them yeah and, and remain light-hearted yeah and and forgiving forgiving of ourselves and others yeah is a good way to be because it just it just alleviates the cloud that can that can gather over the top of you. Yeah. If you forget to forgive yourself, I think initially. Yes. Is is really hard. What are the things that you've had to, um, you know, like there must be parts of you that you still want to work on. What are they? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, just to just to kind of I guess finish off like what you're saying there. It's like I think I look at it like there's there's two forms. You know, you're either hating or you're creating. You know, and you've got to kind of look at it that way. So if you're creating part of creating is that that experimenting and trying things and laughing along the way like oh my gosh i thought i thought i used to take good photos but now i look at those old photos they were horrendous you know now my photos are like so you you got to have that if you're a creator you know and you have been created i think your natural ability is to be a creator um then you got to look at that am i hating on something or am i creating and you got to keep being aware of that because if you're in the hating realm if you're hating on people hating on things hating on uh you know like there's a whole thing in today's day where people just hate humanity like you're know, like oh you know humans are just a spawn on you know and 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 there's so much hate there you're not creating anything how are you going to create the solution you're just hating on it you know so yeah. that's probably something that i think all of us myself as well you know you can get triggered something can spark you there's so many like i said there's fracturing there's so much um you know, I guess not diversity. There's so much different sort of, uh, you know, takes. No, I'm, I'm follow this person. I do it this way. I do it that way. You know, and so many different sides to everything. Um, and people are so loyal to those sides. Kind of like sports teams. You oh, know, yeah. you know, and it's just like, 
it's like come back to that humanity, extract that humanity in you. What are you creating in your life? What are you creating for your family? You know, um, stop telling me how right you are, how right this is or how right that is. You know, what are you actually creating in your day? So um, I think, yeah, definitely I can come back to more that creative. I can come back to more, I guess, things that I can work on. Um, probably involving people. And, you know, this is something that I think like we'll all need to do and definitely the next generation will need to do a lot of it is involving people because the next generation, hey, I don't need you, I don't need this. I can go to a lecture and have a, a professor tell me you know, who earns 50K a year in um, in earnings and he's trying to teach me economics and I'm on my computer and I'm earning this much from Bitcoin, this much from NFT, this thing from, from um, stocks. You know, I had a kid, got a work experience kid working with me and one of his um, kids at his school just made 20K in, in stocks, you know. So it's a totally different world that, that, that we're coming to and people probably will feel like I don't need to involve people because this person's information is archaic or it's no longer um, serving me or it's no longer helping me. Yeah, hard to be current. Yeah, hard, yeah. it's hard to be current. So, But you got to. I think you've got to continue to invo- evo- involve people in your life and definitely the right people. You know, you be aware of the people that are um, holding you back or want to keep you in this little box because then they don't have to get out of their little box. You know, um, I think maybe encouraging each other not to succumb to the fear that we, we all... Can I mean, and that is maybe the danger of insulating yourself too much. Fear comes for us all, right? And fear and doubt and and not making mistakes. Yeah. So don't want to be seen as an idiot, you know? Yeah, Yeah. right. So choosing the right person who's going to say, "Hey, don't be afraid to try that thing that you want to do. Go for that goal and build you up." Yeah. Um, what's the best way to find these people? Where do you find them? Where are they? <laughs> need some. I need some. Yeah, need some. Oh, look, man, I got a couple. I'll just no. Um, yeah, I think I think one of the greatest ways is being the self promoter. So putting your stuff out there, and you will soon learn and distinguish very clearly the people that are saying you're doing great. I really am cheering for you. I pre, you know, I really appreciate it. Like, you know, and you're like, <laughs> right. okay, I can see that. That's disingenuous. You know, and then you'll see the other people that are like, wow, you're what, you know, you're what we need to be doing, you know, in today's day, your work's so great. And you're, I think it's kind of like a, a light, you know, you're going to like, well, a light with bugs, but probably not a good technology, <laughs> but you're going to attract those people. Do you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. going to, you lighting up your day lighting up the internet lighting up your podcast like you know you you're going to attract those people they're going to come out of the shadows so be a blowfly yes not a blowfly what do i mean yeah blow worm? uh yeah fire, blow, fire, yeah fly. yeah firefly firefly fire yes yeah 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 be a firefly we did well there teamwork yeah good <laughs> see building each other up yeah that's what we do um uh sorry I, i'm just uh, a little bit flabbergasted um I don't know because I I just find what you're working towards quite inspiring. I was looking uh, around, just following news stories and stuff. <laughs> okay, one, where do you get your like news and current affairs from, or do you just try and block it out? Like, do you embrace the negativity that comes from a lot of press and media, or or do you think there is some use in Im- you know, inviting it into your life and dealing with it? Great question. Great question. I think it's something that people have probably last two, three years have had to deal with a lot more, like in terms of uh, media intervention, intervention, government intervention, yeah. um, lots of these different things that they that before never never really had to think about. Um, and my, again, quite privileged in this country that it's um, a bit lesser than 
it's, it's a bit less yeah. than you, you find in other nations. Definitely. Where it's quite intrusive and yes. quite controlling. But There's a so foot in your doorstep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, definitely. Uh, but um, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't be aware and kind of, like you said, prepared and just not, I, I mean, by, by prepared, just being aware. What's the values? What's the morals? What's the principles of a of an open, free, dem- democratic, you know, like what's, what's, what's that thing that we're looking for in a community? How are we going to all come together, trade, look after each other, look after the needy in a community, you know? If we just say, oh, well, I'm in a Western country, so those three things can slip by the wayside, um, bit by bit, that Western country is going to corrode. So I think it's very important that we were on the pulse and we're aware of what's changed, you know, and the, and the, and the, the, the fractures that, that are happening in society. Um, now, one way to prevent those fractures from getting worse and maybe starting to, to heal them or force those in power to, you know, heal them with the power that we give them. Um, I don't want to throw you under a bus here and I don't want to think, okay, so we can change subject at any moment. But no, no, I, I am wondering because, you know, there's a passion to improve yeah. uh, the lives of others that you seem to seem to be on board with. I wonder if there's anything that you would go to town for is there anything that you would uh you oh, like go a st- and protest for you know you pick it for what's what's a cause that would really make you get out there and, and do something because we, we, we're an apathetic nation by and large we haven't had a revolution right we <laughs> we rarely <laughs> march in the streets uh take to the streets for, for unless the sports team right right there there's not a lot that really gets us out of our lounge rooms out of our comfort zone uh, to enact important change for the wider community. I mean, at the very best, it's usually when something affects us personally that we might go and, you know, protest. What what, what would really get you going? Like, I think a big thing that's been a disappointment in the last few years has been adults, uh, I guess, neglecting their roles of being role models and adults and um, leaders, neglecting their role of being leaders and role models. And so I think you've got a whole generation of, you know, my grandparents would watch the news every night, you know, and, and, the, and that, that would be a you know, religious thing, but, that, but they grew up in an era where to get information, that was the only way, the only source. And so for me, I mean, it, to answer your question before, um, and try and answer both of them, um, <laughs> The, I think you got to you, for someone who's consuming this information and trying to work out, you know, what's going on with the world. Is this person right? That person, like, you've in terms of information and news. If you're going to bring it into your life, you need to be detached from it to a certain point. So you can't be emotionally on a roller coaster with every different little change because it can mess you up. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has a lot of answers to answer in terms of why the mental health of <laughs> the current planet, you know, yeah. you know, has been so impacted. So I think, um, you know, things that I would go to town with would be, you know, mental health, you know, bringing awareness to mental health. What are we doing for the youth? What's their future? And then also making making it aware that, you know, charity starts at home, like really realizing charity starts at home. One probably, I, I mean, a philosophy that I'd probably really go to town with would be... Um, Victim awareness, being aware okay. of victim and victimhood, and a and because I've been I've been a person that's been you know oh you know you should be worried you should be sorry you should feel that you know you've had this happen to you poor you and 
it is such a disabling frame of mind. It's um, really fallen out of fashion as a term anyway. I mean, um, Survivor has been, you know, more yeah. popular, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. These yeah. days. Yeah, and I mean, even that that word, like, you want to get to the point of, like, I'm a thriver, I'm thriving, you uh, know? And so we've all been through shit. We've all been through different levels. Oh, sorry, I don't know if I can swear here. But we've all been... Why not to? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, we've, been all, we've all been through certain um, levels and... If we're wanting to move forward and evolve and help people, we need to come out of that victim because that victim mentality, I've done it, you know, it's it's for me it's just super disabling for my ability. Yeah. And I think um if we can look at to inspiring you know, radio stations, inspiring stories, inspiring movements and go, Wow, this person had to deal with that, but then they went and created this that's how we get to a more prosperous society. So I think what, going to town would be becoming a victor, moving out of victim. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, and that could come to um, uh, government. You know, I don't want to be in an abusive relationship with my government. I want to come out of that victim. I'm a victim to my government. Why don't I create something? If the government's not going to move on um, aged care or NDIS or, or this area or that or youth or whatever why don't I go and create something there why don't I get a community of different bi- why don't I get a couple of business owners and get a couple you know things moving rather than just being a victim to oh when will it ever change in this country you know yeah 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 I mean even uh, protesting kind of puts the onus on someone else to make the changes that you want to see right yeah. so I think yes. what you're proposing is well, more like that old be the change that you want to see yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed do the change. <laughs> do the change, not just, yeah, 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 yeah. do something. So I noticed that, um, I think it's next week is uh, self-esteem for teens week, mm. but only in the US. Uh, I don't think we've quite adopted it here yet. Uh, it's uh, something, that it's an, is- an initiative that I- I'd really like to see, um, you know, implanted over the entire globe. Love because that. Yeah. Great idea, great idea. Uh, so is there... Um, what would what would you start as a, like if you could name a week for something or like oh like, like create one yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. um I guess um and is there a significant time that you'd make it or just find a slot I think that's the thing now is just find a week that isn't taken by something yeah yeah the, yeah because yeah, there's so many <laughs> so you look at different calendars there's so many different things yeah um good I mean timing's quite an interesting one as well because you know you've got like holiday season that everyone kind of gets up for and then you've got oh my god like this new year is going to be so different and i've got my new year's resolution so maybe there's like a little lull maybe at the end of january early february um oh yeah when people are a little bit fat and lazy and looking for something to get them out of chairs like oh okay yeah and and distract themselves from their um failed new year's resolutions like oh because that's going to impact your self-esteem like if you've got all these things that you said you're going to do and you've um neglected your obligation your personal obligation to i've got to do this because of my health or or my family or whatever it is you know um i think that maybe that like and that's actually around my birthday so the first week of february so maybe maybe i could do something along along there but just have the whole world silently celebrating your birthday yeah 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 Yeah. i think they think they're celebrating cause but really no no (laughs) that'd be pretty evil um (laughs) no no i i think probably maybe like um I mean, decide your destiny is all about becoming the authority over your own life, you know. So it's like, okay, what are the things that I can do to become the authority of my own life? And then, you know, you look at things that are kind of maybe puppet stringing you along your life and a lot of people look out at like, okay, some 
bad outside evil monster that's controlling all my my my, my fo- well what about the evil monster in your head you know what about the you know the evil monster that's your neighbor or your friend that you've had for many many years who keeps pulling you back you know right, being your own puppet master yeah yeah um, but, but yeah okay so drawing yourself along by your own by your own tether uh, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting image, and I can't quite get the image of an evil puppet master in my head. But you want to make it into a good one. Yeah. Well, you, you talked about those loops. You know, like positive feedback loops. Like we've got so many negative. Feed- you know, why does a why does a person stay in an abusive relationship? Even if it's like maybe just abusive friendship. You know, like why do they stay in it? Because it's comfortable. Because they know. You know, like that's the, uh, I go there and I know what I'm getting. And you know, those sorts of things. I don't have to go you know, to a network event or to this event and I don't know anybody there and they've got, they're have got they going to get, ask me to speak and now I get all nervous and it's all daunting, you know. So we go to those points of comfort because it's kind of like that feedback loop, you know. That's it. And we tend to uh, be drawn to people, uh, you know, birds of a feather. And what you, may, what you need to do is uh, shake off your feathers, grow new feathers, you know, Phoenix-like. You yeah, know, yeah, I love that. Emerge from... Phoenix Week. Phoenix Week. I love oh, that. Love oh, it. mate, that's good. good you, you, you coined it, so yeah. I, I love that. Uh, I, I, we listened back to the tape on yeah. that. I think that, I think that was yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but I'll, you know, work on it with you. Um, Phoenix Week, that's beautiful. Uh, I've lost my train of thought now. So, um, you're talking before, and I wanted to get back to the book and all the things that you're doing. Um, how does the podcast differ from from the the other other avenues yeah so i mean like we've spoken about before it's like uh you know how are we going to involve people so with the podcast it's you know wanting to involve involve people in in everything you're doing and you said like what are some of the things that you can do a bit better i think uh that collaboration involving people you know um so that's where i really focus on trying to get people in who can have a conversation about how they decided their destiny what were some of the things that they did what were some of the takeaways for other people so that's that's something that's um and uh, and i do that even with the daily doses so like a five minute short video holding the camera up chatting right. to the person really right, quickly telling me everything's content yeah, uh, yeah. where'd you get that idea from or is it, uh who's taught you how to do these things um well i mean probably just be as being a photographer and you're capturing photos of people and you're realizing this person spent three hours on getting the makeup, getting themselves together, they're all flustered and you're, you know, you're there as more of their emotional coach for most of the photo shoot yeah. and then you're doing a couple photos and, yeah. and realizing like, wow, like, you know, how much effort goes into that and, and starting to notice there's so many different little stories being a photographer. There's the pre-shoot, there's the getting the idea, the concept, there's the, um, you know, being an emotional supporter, those sorts of things, you know. And so there's so much content surrounding the content that you're going to take a photograph of and share that on your website and say, this is who I took a photograph of, you know. So um, I guess kind of just that observation thing, you know, as my grandfather did, you know, just being have, having observation, being aware, being in tune to your environment, you know. Oh, that's a great little story. Oh, that's a great little story of those two people. Look at that, you know, and, and just kind of being really – and that's what you have to do as, as a photographer, I guess, Um especially if you're doing travel photography or documentary photography, you know, on the streets. And if you're wanting to interact with people, you, you become very attuned and connected to people. So that's, I guess, where the content comes from. I'd like to know, uh, I'm talking about the podcast, I'd like to know who your dream guest is. Is it someone that already has influenced you and inspired you? Or is it someone else that you just find oh, intoxicatingly interesting? Like, who, who would you love to have on? 
oh man, there's the, there's definitely a list. Um, and now I'm, now I'm just shot for a name, but cause someone who's really sorry uh, on the spot thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> damn, what's his name? What's his name? Um, yeah, so uh, like, there's people in uh, in terms of like personal growth, business, um, that that sort of genre. Um, uh, I don't know why I've, I've got the vision of the face. That's the photography <laughs> thing. I've got the vision of the face, but I just can't remember the name. Um, but you know, a person who, who t- he talks about um, heart conscious, and he's uh, a spiritual uh, guy. He had um, he was a chiropractor. He had like back uh, injury, and then he like healed himself through his mind. Um, oh wow. Oh, God. Yeah, I've, I've come across Disposer. people. Disposer. Uh, Dispen- uh, Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd be very interesting, I think, um, yeah. to communicate to because he's, he's done it all without the physical, hey, this is you know, card A. I put card A on top of card B and then my spine was you know, fixed. He's, he's, he's done it all through the, the power of his body. Um, and then now he's brought in the science element of, okay, for me to actually communicate this to people, I need to show... Hey, this is your frequency. This is your heart frequency. This is how much the you know the energy goes out. You know those sorts of things. So, yeah, he's um someone that would be very interesting to ask some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Try and um, detangle some of the uh, anarchy yeah. that um, our body. Like there is some wackiness that goes on in our brains and our bodies yeah. uh, that we do not fully understand yet. And uh, yeah. those people who have managed to unlock our seemingly hidden ability. Uh, yeah, just you know, uh, fascinating to understand. Sajguru is another one who um, he shared something about. Um, he would have, you know, he would have many showers. Right? He had a video. He'd have many showers because it would be spiritual cleaning, and it was kind of like I was like, wow, that's interesting. There's been times where you've gone and spent some time with someone, and you feel like an ickiness on you, like like not a physical oh, yeah. ickiness, and you're like, whoa, what? A, and the shower is like a part of like you know, you're spiritually cleansing your your kind of. Your aura, your environment, you know. Um, yeah, sometimes we need a symbol of something to yeah. to make it real for us, even though it's intangible in nature. Yeah, we need yeah. something, some conscious effort to kind yeah. of. And he said he would like have multiple showers every day because he just would want to be cleaning his aura. You know, and I was like, well, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know about cleaning my armpits, but you know, <laughs> like this is something else. So yeah, people that are kind of, I guess, bringing it causing me to think in a different way and people that are challenging me to think in different ways maybe people that i don't agree with you know i think that's something that's very important like it's okay to communicate with people you don't agree with it's okay to i mean how the hell do you think you're going to think about something else or you know develop a certain concept you know someone might look at my business and go you're doing these things right but you're not doing that right i don't agree with you You well i'm not going to evolve i'm not going to change anything that's right no you need to be challenged and then how else are you going to form new opinions or reinforce the ones that you already have it's very very important so what about the photography then? Um, so, do you have a, a an artistic muse? Is there someone that really? So yeah, there's probably been a litany, and like I grew up in that, uh, you know, ninety three baby. So I, I kind of I, I had a Nokia phone that had snakes on it when I was you know in right. high school, and yeah. so I, I I didn't really get that weight. I kind of just missed that, and, I, and it seems like two different. Um, alien species you know the 2000s kids that are technologically attuned and then yeah infinite photos yeah yeah and and and, and are aware and then me like i've had to learn that from you know my like my younger brother how much he knows compared to what i know of the of the digital world so um when i started to 
get curious about photography and find things i just started to have all these digital mentors that just you know some multiple photographers that i watched um in terms of one i mean my uncle was a great inspiration he uh he's a professional photographer over in sydney and i was oh, able yeah. to get onto like some sets with him uh you know he was shooting the Qantas wallabies and cool. come back uh, nrma and just seeing how the whole advertising world works you know the you know nrma send you know five um people that are kind of you know running the show and making sure the photo shoot's going in the right right direction so oh, there's a lot going on in the background that you don't see because the, the final frame is you know usually a picture of uh, just quiet and and sentimentality or if you're doing a wedding yeah you know, there's calm yeah usually um yeah but behind the scenes there's people running around there's lights there's cables there's calm and chaos uh, yeah, yeah right yeah. do you uh, thrive in that sort of chaos <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's interesting you say that. My, I had a friend of mine who, who she was talking about. She said that maybe my nervous system, um, because of uh, the things that I've been through in my younger years, is more attuned to chaos. And because I was saying, I was talking about some kind of like last few years, I feel like I've been thriving or I feel like I've been heeding the call. And the years before that, I was plateauing. I was getting a little bit of success, you know, and there's nothing as dangerous as a bit of success because then you just start... Oh yeah, this I've done is comfortable. That. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. people saying, "Yeah, you do, you're doing that, all right? Okay, sweet." You know, but then when, <laughs> when the kind of the, you know 2020 and when the whole thing kind of gets turned up a notch, you know, it's it seems to just spark something in me. And she was saying that, yeah, maybe my nervous system is more attuned to um, chaos and moments of chaos. So I seem to do in my, in my circle of friends, in my 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 group of family and friends. I seem to be very calm or very inspired in moments of chaos. That's great. Um, with your friends, I mean, I don't know. You talked about it's a great way to lose friends, the way you came out of your that particular circumstance and, and had a different um, outlook on life. Did you need to re-find your tribe? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, at that time, I also had, I had a cardiologist um, that said something very interesting. He said, you, like, you'll find find that you're going to be years ahead of your friends i said what do you mean like you know this one's studying this this one's like that this one's really intelligent he's going there he's doing this this one's he's like no no like you, you your human experience is going to be years ahead of them like you just like you might not be able to relate so don't be don't be shocked if you don't you're not able to connect in the same way as you were and yeah. i definitely found that you know which then again causes you to be quite isolated and things like that mm -hmm. so um yeah i mean with now I think it's uh, people I like. Hang, I like hanging around. I guess folks like yourself, you know, people that are maybe cutting edge or they're trying to. They've got they've got a problem. They're trying to figure out a way to like solve the problem in a different way. Or like, how do we unfracture society? How do we get more of that community? How do we look after the youth? How do we, you know, take care of mental health? So people that are kind of um, really at that 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 point of um, yeah, trying to figure things out. I think that, that that's who I really kind of connect with because. Maybe once you start doing that, you're at a certain pace and you can't, the other people maybe, you know, maybe not they can't keep up with you, but maybe they're like shooting off in a different direction. And so it's kind of very hard to line your life up. Sure. With that. Whereas uh, what you've managed to construct uh, for now, I think is, I have the image of a many different diverging branches, but all connected to the same Core holistic essence. trunk yes of, of this tree yeah very nicely yeah. explained there <laughs> uh and you continue to grow and hopefully spread your um yeah spread your influence i, I think it could be very interesting to see uh 
who comes on board. I wish you the best of luck with uh, all your little ventures. Thank the you. website for your photography is soulgazing.com. Yes. Dot you No. Uh, so soulgazingphotography, soulgazingphotography.com. Yep. Right. Yep. The name of the podcast is what? Uh, so it's Decide Your Destiny. So everything on the, you know, the personal growth, mental health side of things is is Decide Your Destiny. So uh, you, can, you can find it on, you know, Spotify, on, on most of the, the sites as Decide Your Destiny. Probably the most up-to-date would be the YouTube channel. Um that you can find, and which you can find me, you know, Kyle Spreedies. You can find me online as Kyle, Kyle Spreedies, K Y L E Spy Rides, S P Y R I D E S. Great. Well, Kyle, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, loved meeting you. Loved chatting to you. Likewise, man. Fascinating guy. So, um, look, come back again if you want to, or heck, if you want to <laughs> join us here at IPL Radio, that'd be uh, could be fun too. Um, is there anything else you'd like to just? Finish saying to everybody. Uh, well, firstly, appreciate you guys having me on and keep up the good work. And I guess the, the, the probably the, the the little outro of the of the episode I'd probably say is involve more people. You know, like involve the good people. And I think that's something that I'm going to continue to try and do in what I'm creating. And I think um, we can all just involve more good people in our lives. I think our lives will be a lot better. Love that. Involve the good people. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, you go forth and have yourself a lovely afternoon. Um, and do just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, you have been listening to, well, just one half of Keeping Up With Ali and Jack today because Jack is uh, moving house. We'll hear all about that next week, I'm sure. And until then, I want you all to go forth and have a good day. Go and do something nice for yourself. In fact, no, do something nice for someone else because that is something nice for yourself. You know, positive feedback loop. So uh, go and do that. It's been a pleasure. I will see you next week. Goodbye.